Crawford, and uh, I'm the associate pastor here. Steve and Randall are at the beach, so uh, we all feel sorry for them, don't we? Um, and uh, but we're glad you're here this morning. Um, question for you: How often do you find yourself feeling disappointment? Disappointment. You know, I, I got disappointed. Uh, we can all di- be, get disappointed, but let me tell you about one of my disappointments. Okay, I was in seminary. I was trying to be all spiritual, you know, and I, I decided I was going to fast. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to grow and be all spiritual. So I went a few days without food and I fasted. And, and you know, let me just tell you what you don't need to do when you're fasting. You don't need to watch television because I found myself watching television and I could care less what show was on. I couldn't wait for the next commercial to come on. I mean, when you're hungry and you watch television and that McDonald's fish sandwich comes on there, I mean, it's like, hmm, I've never tried one of those before. You know, but I mean, you look at what they can make a fish sandwich look like on television when you hadn't eaten for a couple of days and it'll make you want to sin. I mean, it's got the tartar sauce in there. It's got a little slice of cheese you can have on that fish sandwich and and. You know where this story is going is that, you know, as soon as my fast fast was over, I headed to the McDonald's because I was going to try one of those fish sandwiches. And I'm going to tell you, this was disappointing, right? I mean, if you've gone a few days without eating and then suddenly you eat a fish sandwich from McDonald's, it doesn't feel you don't feel very good later on. So I'm just letting you know, you know, we can all experience disappointment. And that was one of my disappointing stories. But. The real question is, where are you in your spiritual life? Good chance is, if you're here at church, you may have become a Christian by now. So my question is, do you find yourself being disappointed in what you've come to experience your Christian life to be? If you've been coming to Vintage for any period of time this year, you've heard us use certain language, and, and we're, we're, we're referring to it as real life. And real life is about, we're here to help you experience your real life. It is about being who God created you to be and doing what God created you to do. You see, who He had in mind for you and me to be before He created the foundations of the world, He in some way had us in mind and knew who He desired and planned for us to be, But because of that whole fruit thing in the garden, sin entered our life and we've grown to become somebody different than who he originally intended. And so we truly believe that part of our role and part of what we're here for and part of what this community is about is to lead people into their real life of being who God intended and created them to be. And that requires this process. That requires this this work that has to take place in our life, because if we're somebody different than who he created and we're going to make progress toward who he created, then what has to happen? Change. Right now, by nature, we're not necessarily good with change. We kind of like our own way and kind of like our own thing. But let me just tell you, if you've had some level, any level of disappointment in your Christian faith. Then I've got good news for you. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. And his plan to lead you into your real life of knowing him more every day is a good thing. Because in him, 
there is no disappointment. You cannot gaze upon and find yourself imagining the reality of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for you and for me and find disappointment. Now, you can find disappointment in your journey and in your walk based on where you may find yourself or may be distracted from gazing upon his beauty. But you will not find disappointment when you look upon him. You see, this this real life and this change in which must take place for us in the church, we call that sanctification. But thank goodness that that that's not left for us to do on our own. You see. What we're going to dive into, and you're going to have to bear with me for a few minutes, that we're going to look at a handful of different scriptures, and I'm going to kind of fly through these quickly. But we're going to start in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, which reads, Therefore, if anyone who is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Let me say that again. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. We, friends can live in a to be a new creation. And there is this great opportunity that we have. This life that he's called us to is a spiritual life. And therefore, it requires his spirit, the very same spirit that lived within Jesus Christ. Scripture says the very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead comes and lives with inside you and with inside of me. John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking. He says, if you love me, you will obey what I command and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be Everybody say in you. Where will the spirit of God be inside of you? Now, friends. That's good news. That's good news for you. That's good news for me. That's good news for the lady that checked out the half and half that I bought at the grocery store this morning so y'all could have cream in your coffee. That's good news for your neighbor. That's good news for your comrade at work because the spirit of God that raised God, Jesus Christ, from the dead is alive where? Inside of you. If you are a Christian, that spirit has come to live within you. And if you're experiencing some level of disappointment in your Christian walk, in your Christian faith, then I have got a gospel good news for you to realize that that spirit wants to grow and have more and more his way within you and within me. There is no disappointment in a spirit filled life. Are you with me? Let's continue reading John chapter 15, the next chapter over. Jesus says, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Who wants some complete joy? Now, you got to know that when Jesus says complete. It's not like what a preacher would say is complete, right? I mean, we might exaggerate things a little bit, but when Jesus says something, he's speaking truth. So our comprehension of joy 
And when Jesus says complete joy, it's even beyond what we understand joy to be. Jesus says that my joy may be within you. Do you think that Jesus experienced some joy? He's the author and the creator of all things. He knows where joy comes from. He spoke it into existence. He's got a fullness of joy that he's saying you get to have and you get to experience a complete level of joy in your life. Now, who wants some fullness of joy to be a reality of what they're living in? There is no disappointment in the completeness of joy. See, this is your this is God's plan for you and for me. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ becoming a reality in your life and in my life. And that is good news. That is not just good news for you and me and the lady checking me out in Kroger this morning. That is good news to everybody you come in contact with. If the spirit of God is becoming alive within you. There is a fullness of who God is and what he has in store for the life that we are to live. But how is it that we find ourselves living with some level of possible underlying disappointment? Maybe we kind of look at this cross. Maybe we think about Jesus and we think, we, okay, we've heard that story. We've, we've, read, we've read this book and so I know what it says. I don't need to. Pick it up again. But see, the Spirit of God causes these words to come alive. Like, we read and and He just starts speaking in between the lines and, and unpacking a reality. Because, see, God's plan is for us to know Him. It has been the plan from day one for us to know Him and for us to grow in a knowledge of who He is. Because the more we grow in a knowledge of who He is, the more amazed and in awe of Him we are. It is not his plan that this in any way, shape or form could possibly be something that you understood already. And you don't need to continue reading it because you're completely missing out on the reality that the spirit of God speaks through these words and speaks into your very soul and awakens and quickens something within you that breathes life into who you are. There is no excuse to say, well, you know, I'll get to that at some other time. The Lord Our God wants to come and live within us and breathe life continually more and more to the full. That's what he said he came to do. I came that you might have life and have it in abundance. So when we're not in experience, some level of abundance, we're missing out on the reality of who he intends to be within us. As he continually fills us with. His life and His goodness and His Spirit. I'm going to read a few passages here. We're going to look at Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 5 through 9. Romans 8. Those who live in accordance with the sinful nature have their minds set on, that, on what that nature desires. Where is the mind of the sinful nature fixed? On what that sinful nature is, right? But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what? What the spirit desires, the mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is what is life and peace. The sinful man is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are not are controlled, not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit If the spirit of God lives in you and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Did you know that? Somehow, some way, maybe it's possible for you to have said, "Okay, you know, 
Jesus, your Lord. But if the Spirit of God is not alive with inside of you, you, you do not belong to Christ. Well, I've got good news for you. The good news of Jesus Christ is that he said, I came so that you might have life. And it is better for you that I go, because when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the counselor, and he will come live within you. This is good news for you and for me. First Corinthians chapter two. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of the man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what this is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths and spiritual words. The man without the spirit does not accept these things that come from the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. and He cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any of man's judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, Paul says. The mind that Christ had. Christ's mind, as we see in John chapter 7, was fully fixed on living a life in obedience to his Father. That very same Spirit creates... And speaks within us to give us the very mind of Christ. Now, I don't know if your mind's like my mind, but my mind can not be in some healthy places sometimes. And what does that do? That leads me to some level of disappointment and some discouragement and some some quick temper and some frustrated feelings and some whatever the thing is. Right. But there's good news. Because God does not intend for me to stay there. He intends for me to. Join with him as his spirit comes and lives inside of me. There's this Christianese word we use in the church called sanctification. And all that means is that the spirit of God is at work within you and within me to help us change from who we have been into this new creation of who he has for us to be. And friends, let me just tell you, you want to be a part of the new creation. You want to be a part of the new because in the new there's a fullness of life. And in the old, there is nothing but messed up. You want to be messed up, then have all the, then have all the reality of the sin that you were a part of before you accepted Christ. But the Holy Spirit trying to live within you causing conviction. I mean, you'd be better off just not trying to go there. Because you don't have this conviction within you working against you saying, well, this is wrong. You know, might as well just go ahead and enjoy sin. But see, Christ won't leave you there. He loves you too much to let you stay there. He places his spirit within you that causes a conviction to well up within you because he wants to lead you down this pathway of change because it is better for you. You see, we were all created to be spiritual, emotional and physical pleasure seekers. Did you know that? Did you know the last time, guys, that you were on the Internet looking at stuff you shouldn't do? There was something inside of you that was looking to find some kind of pleasure. Women, did you know that when you get caught up in wondering about this and that and and trying to figure out, okay, I wonder what those shoes would look like with that dress I just got. And you got to have that thing. There is something within you that is looking to find pleasure from something in this world. But let me just tell you. The Lord had no plans for you to find fulfillment in the pleasures of this world. He has every plan 
for you to find fulfillment in the knowledge of who he is. And that is good news for you. And that is good news for me. And that is good news for that lady in the Kroger checkout line. Jesus says that there will be this spring of living water coming out of your belly when the Holy Spirit comes. Who can give a testimony that they know that everybody in here, if you're a Christian and you've got the Spirit of God, that we could just pass the microphone around and you could just tell story after story of how the Spirit of God was just flowing out of you like a life-given well this week. We could see a couple hands, but my guess is that there's a really good chance there's a whole lot more we could be seeing. There's a whole lot more goodness that could be flowing. There's a whole lot more that God has in store and intended for you and for me that maybe, just maybe, we're missing out on. You see, one of the things that the Lord's been doing in me lately, and, and this, is a, this is a good thing. This is back to that sanctification piece, is that, you know, He's just been digging into kind of some deeper layers within my heart. And you know what? I, I, I just do not like what I'm finding. I did not realize... I thought I realized how prideful and selfish I could be. And I did not realize the depth that is there. And what I feel like he's shown me over the last few weeks as his as he's doing this work of sanctification, you see, it's like this digging that's taking place. Now, see, I grew up in Georgia and my mama asked me to dig a hole in the backyard for her garden one day. And I came out two hours later with this little this little hole like this, because that stuff is hard, right? And I've lived the last, you know, 15 years in Florida, and I like digging in Florida, right? You just moving sand from one place to the, to, the, to the next, right? But digging up here is hard. You've got to stand on the shovel to get it down into the ground, right? It is not fun. It is labor intensive. But this is what it's like. This is the, and this is this analogy that aligns itself with sanctification. It doesn't mean that it's easy. If there is an effort. There is a work to be done. But the reality is, it's like there is gold underneath there. If you've ever watched this Gold Rush show, I like watching that Gold Rush show. These people get excited about finding a nugget of gold. Because they know when they find that nugget, their life just changed. And so they go without sleep. They can't wait to wake up in the morning and get that backhoe digging again to try to find the next nugget of gold. And how many grams of gold can we come up with? Because this is our goal and this is what this means. This is going to change our life when we find this. That's what the Holy Spirit has in plan for you and for me as we join him in bringing our will to the table to find the nuggets of who he is to be revealed within who we are. That is good news for you. And for me. And when this life, this spirit starts to come alive with inside of you and you start to gaze upon the goodness of who he is and starts to recognize these nuggets that start to come out, something within you starts to come alive and it is good. It doesn't matter that this took some work. It doesn't matter that this took some effort. This is a good thing. And as I was sharing all these layers that the Lord's showing me that he's digging into a deeper part of who I am. It just didn't necessarily feel good until he just showed me more. He said, you see how much I'm showing you that you didn't know was there. There's a lot more below that, Scott. But I've got good news. I know all of it. More than what you know. And I love you even more than all of that. 
the deeper He leads me to see who I am apart from Him, the more a part of me comes alive in the reality of how much He loves me. Friends, this is a beautiful man. I mean, I want you to think of it in this way. If you think you kind of understand and know this story, then just, just think about one of those efforts of sin. Just for a moment, just think back one of those efforts and how it went into his palm, hammered in. Recognize the love that he has for you and for me. This is a beautiful, beautiful man. And the more I come in reality to the knowledge of who he is and how much he loves me and how much he loves you, the more overwhelmed I am with life. And friends, if you haven't been experienced the fullness of that good news, then I've got news for you. You can. Whether you've been a Christian for 40 years or whether you're not yet a Christian. God has more in store from you than what you have experienced up to this place. You've been sifting through the little the little gold dust of what he has in store when there are nuggets waiting for you. If you're willing to invite and join the Holy Spirit in his work. Just as I was saying earlier, God created you and me to be pleasure seekers physically, emotionally and spiritually. Here's the reality. He created you and me to be pleasure seekers because Psalm 1611 says in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He didn't put within you and within me this hunger and this passion to seek pleasures of this world. He put within you and me this hunger and this passion to seek pleasures because in his presence is where those pleasures are found. In the knowledge of who he is is where the fullness of those pleasures are found. You see that little thing within you, that little thing within you that is is longing and somehow desires for a little bit more that maybe you could take a step back toward your real life or more toward your real life. See, that is the work of the spirit within you. That is just an echo of God's heart within you. God's heart is for you to hunger to your real life. And if you think you want it, you don't even comprehend how much he wants it for us. So much so that he gave his life that we might taste and see the goodness of who he is and that we live our life day in, day out, breath after breath, seeking after knowing him more. You see, when I was in seventh grade, I found my I had my first girlfriend. And let me just tell you. Think back to when your first girlfriend, boyfriend was, what was it like? I couldn't I couldn't eat macaroni and cheese without seeing my girlfriend in there. Right. I mean, I was sleeping. I was thinking I was 
I was walking down the sidewalk. I was going to class. I'd look at my math book and, and, and think about this girl, right? I mean, I was consumed. There was something alive and exciting within me because I, I just couldn't stop thinking about this person that liked me, right? That is something that God put within me, not for that girl. But there is a deposit, this seed that he has planted within me that comes alive, that, that I flourish as I fall in love. Friends, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to abundance. And that's because he wants his spirit wants to breathe on and put water and fertilizer on this thing that he has already placed inside of you and me. This thing that seeks pleasure, this thing that wants to gaze upon him, this thing that falls so radically in love with him. You can't get distracted because the reality is just as Jesus was interacting with Peter and he says, get the behind me, Satan, because you do not have in mind the things of God, but instead the things of man. How much of us are living our life and spending most of our time with our minds focused on the things of this world? Our minds fixed with the concerns and the worries of this world. As Jesus tells the, the story of the, the parable of the sower, he says, you know, this seed springs up and gets choked out by the concerns and the worries of this world. It's not his plan for the life that you experienced when you became a, a, a Christian to be choked out where you are today. It is his plan for yesterday's bread to not be enough for today and that you have a hunger with inside of you because the spirit of God is being released in greater measure because you're bringing your willingness to the table and saying, I want to know the goodness of who you are. Let me grow into the knowledge of who you are. It is his plan from day one for us to know him. It is the spirit of God that, that that's plan is to exalt him. It is the spirit of God to breathe life within you for you to come alive. In a way that you have not yet been every day. You see, there is no dissatisfaction as you grow in a knowledge and you gaze upon who he is, this beautiful, beautiful man. I'm going to invite Jonathan and the, and the team to come forward. We're intentionally going to spend some time in prayer this morning. My challenge to you is where are you in this process? Do you know that you know you're bringing your will to the table, agreeing with and, and coming alongside the work of the Holy Spirit as He is whittling away who you have been and inviting you and trying to lead you and guide you to truth to become the person God created you to be? Because his plan is not to create an order of rules for you to follow. His plan is to lead you into life. Because that very same spirit that lived within Jesus Christ and that raised him from the dead can be alive within you and within me. We see in Acts, the book of Acts, that, that people that Peter was traveling around. I can't recall who he was with at the moment, but they came across these people that had been baptized into who Jesus Christ was, but they had not yet heard of the Holy Spirit. And so they laid hands on them and the Spirit of God came into them and it transformed their lives. They became like different people. There was this energy, there was this life that was literally came within them. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from or what your life has been. But if you have experienced Christianity and you've given your life to Christ, but 
this spirit thing is a new thing and you may not yet have surrendered yourself and invited the Holy Spirit to come, then I'm just going to invite you. I'm going to be standing right here and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to put my hands on you and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come inside of you. Because that's what Jesus says the plan is. And that's a good thing. If you know that you've been a Christian, you have the spirit of God, you know, you can testify because there's this spirit that that interacts with our spirit and cries out, Abba, Father, as we see in Romans eight. And you know that the spirit of God is alive within you. But you have found some complacency, if you have found some. Some disappointment in some way with your spiritual journey and your spiritual life, then we have prayer teams on the side and I encourage you and even challenge you this morning. Don't miss out on the opportunity to rekindle this flame that God is stirring and wants to stir within you as he leads you to more and more and more and more life. Friends, don't be satisfied with yesterday's bread. It only grows moldy and it's no good anymore because he has new things in store for you today and a hope that invites you into tomorrow. And if you're missing out on that, don't miss out on that. It is not his plan for you to miss out on growing with greater and greater measure the knowledge of who he is and what he has done. This beautiful man. The band's going to lead a few songs and we're just I'm just inviting you. Let your mind get fixed on how beautiful He is. 